0: For another episode of the Sideline Chatter Podcast Brought to you by the Tribune Chronicle and Vindicator Two of the longest running newspapers in the Mahoney Valley And sponsored by Sims Auto Park Where Price sells cars My name is Greg Greg McAfee And I'm the sports editor here at the Tribune Chronicle and Vindicator I'm here with Neil Madavan and Joel Wetzel Guys We're here to uh, preview the playoffs Week 11, the playoffs have started uh, we got 23 local teams playing this weekend, all on Friday. Uh, you know, I'm not even going to get into the fact that they're all playing on Friday, but it's the cream of the crop. That that's the, time of year. Uh, can we call it the cream of the crop, though? No. I mean, no. I mean, all right. So let's let's talk here about this real here quick. We, we <laughs> <we go. laughs> this let's, is per- perfect transition. <laughs> perfect transition for me. So we got four team. Four of our local teams have losing records. Um, Liberty. Cardinal Mooney, if you can call that a losing record given the, you know, they had to give up a win with Mm -hmm. the whole ineligible player. Then we got um, Pimatuning Valley at four and six. And then the last one is Wyndham at four and five, obviously dealing with injuries, low numbers, and everything like that. Um, So, I mean, just to start with,
1: 16 teams, we've talked about it before. Is it too much, too little? It's too much. And I do not know anybody who likes the 16 teams. Mm Mm-hmm. At the Harding Fitch game Friday, people were griping about yeah. the sixteen teams. Mm-hmm. it's there's no reason for it really, you didn't have to expand from eight, but if you insisted on that extra week for whatever reason, yeah, I think twelve was the ideal number because I think that still sets a reasonable cutoff. you're still getting teams five hundred or better i I just it's ridiculous yeah i
2: I like the number twelve as well simply because. It, it, it provides those top four seeds with basically a prize for their success during the regular season. Yep, it gives them a reward. They get a week one, a first yeah. round buy.
1: You you get, a the, bu- you get a buy instead of a sacrificial lamb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: You get a buy. You get to rest up if you if you need to get healthy if you're dealing with injuries. We know we have some local teams that have you know been you know lucky enough to luck into uh, unplanned off week in the last few weeks with Canfield a couple weeks ago and JFK two weeks ago and even though both teams didn't necessarily want those off weeks they were thankful for having them afterwards because it gave them a chance to you know practice some things that they needed to work on while also getting healthy and you know getting some of those guys that they needed back on the field for the right time of year.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely, I mean, I've always been a component like both of you with the, the 12 man. I think the 12 man is kind of a perfect number. You know, it's, it's not eight where, it's, you know, the, the playoffs become, you know, super exclusive where you have to have a great record to get in, get into the playoffs, but it also gives a little bit of reward for the top teams, um, you know, who have a great regular season to get into the playoffs. I mean, with, with some of these, teams and 16, 16 teams getting in the playoffs some teams are, are you know scheduling bye weeks into their schedules so mm-hmm. that they can have that extra extra week off to you know actually prepare for the playoffs if they think they're going to make a long run
1: but here's a little math for you one 16 team yeah one last year yeah one that's out of yeah gosh four a lot <laughs> four per division 28 i think if my math's right i it, it's just there's yeah. no reason for it, and that team yeah. was knocked out another round or two later. Mm-hmm. I mean, cutting off at twelve does not do a disservice to anybody, because frankly, if you're a sixteen seed, how much are you really looking forward to going yeah. going to a one seed and yeah. ending your season on that note? I it just I don't like it. I, my thoughts have been very vocally Consistent. made for for mm-hmm. weeks, but yeah. it is what it is.
2: And I've uh, I've seen a lot of uh discourse on social media in the last couple of weeks about the situation in division one. Mm-hmm. Whereas because there's only seventeen teams in the northeast region in in Ohio in Division One, the sixteenth seed that's has to play number one seed St Ed's is a one in eight team. Yeah. So um, I mean do you think that team wants to uh, yeah. you know that's, it's not a reward.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not a reward for making the playoffs. And that, that's what the whole point of the postseason is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think it does a disservice to kids mm-hmm. and to schools letting that many teams into the postseason. 100%. Well, we got 23 teams
0: making the playoff – 23 local teams um, from our area making the playoffs. That's, um, you know, Portage County. We got a little bit of Ashtabula County, Columbiana County, Mahoning County, Trumbull County. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, they're getting their, their playoffs started this weekend. We're going to get into the brackets here in a second. But first, a word from our sponsors.
2: Sims Buick GMC and Sims Nissan is proud to re- recognize the great athletes in the Valley. Like great athletes, Sims Buick GMC and Sims Nissan has a great selection of new and used vehicles for you to buy or lease. If you're looking for a Buick or GMC, we have over 60 on the ground and many more coming. If you're looking for a new Nissan, truck, car, or SUV, we have over 40 on the ground and many more in the pipeline. Need a used car? We've got them. A selection of over 80 vehicles, trucks, vans, sport utilities, and cars, always available for you to purchase. So come on into Sims Buick on Elm Road, where Price sells cars.
0: Alright, here we are guys uh, So we're going to start with Division 2, Region 5 We don't have any Division 1 teams So we're going to start Division 2, Region 5 Where the only team we have this season Is Austin Town Fitch They finish 9-1 and The 4th seed in the region And they get 6-4 and Mayfield Number 13 in the first round um, First of all, let's just kind of start with this So Austin Town Fish nine and one this season. They've gone on a pretty good run. They played some out of state teams. They're without their quarterback right now. Cam Smith is filled in at the quarterback. But they got athletes all over the field. They've been one of the our top local teams kinda heading into the season. What do we think about, you know, their chances kinda heading into the playoffs this weekend?
2: I mean, I th- my opinion hasn't changed since the beginning of the year when we saw them first in preseason. This is a team that's a threat to win this region. Right. They're the four seed, but They have the talent, and they have the ability to make a run in this region and come out of this region, I think.
1: I think this is probably a tough draw for them to finish fourth because you're going to run into Hoban probably around earlier than you wanted to. And to be frank, I I think this is Hoban's region to lose. That's just a wagon this year. So a a tough draw, but I I still think Fitch can make noise. And like Neil said, they have athletes. I mean, I covered the game Friday, and they just— ran the ball for like 300 400 yards on a good Harding defense. So uh, good athletes with with the quarterback situation being what it is though, I, I just don't know if they have the horses to get out of this region and past Archbishop Hoban.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what my thought process was as well. I mean, they've been able to run the ball all season long. Um but you know, they're they're in their one loss, they did kind of run into a stout Maslin Washington defense where they just couldn't get the ball going and obviously came out with their only loss of the season. And kind of that's what – those are the type of teams that you're going to run into here down the stretch um, in the playoffs. Obviously, Archbishop Hoban is, you know, is one of those teams. They finished at 9-1, and one, and they're the number one seed in this region. Um, they go up against 4-6, and six, Willoughby South in the first round, another 1-16. versus 16. But, I mean, there's other teams in this region that you, you got to watch out for, even if you do get passed by – um Archbishop uh, Hoban, I mean, you got a 10-0 and 0 Hudson team. Um, you got Cayuga. Who else was I looking down here? This type is too small for me. And then you got Painesville-Riverside R- Painesville at number two as well. Um, they're 9-1. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, I mean, it's, you know, when you get to this point in the season, it's
1: it's firing squad. It's, you know, every matchup is going to be tough. And the, the shame for Fitch is having seen both teams I genuinely think they are better than Hudson, yeah. but Hudson won 10-0, so they yeah. got the, they, the three seed. Mm-hmm. But they got to play the games anyway, so mm-hmm. I we'll, we'll see. But I Hoban's only loss was to St. Ed's. I, yeah. It's just mm-hmm. a battle-tested program. So we'll see, but, you know.
2: I haven't had the chance to see Hoban this year and on video or in person or anything like that. But from what I've read from, from some of the stories from the Canton-Akron area, like, uh, It seems like that team is very similar in terms of what they're good at and what they do to Fitch. Fitch likes to run the ball. Hoban likes to run the ball behind Lamar Sperling. Hoban has a very fast, very talented defense. Fitch also has a very fast, very talented defense. That could be an interesting matchup if we do get to see that uh further down in a couple games from now
0: yeah definitely I mean they're gonna have to Fisher's gonna have to overcome obviously Mayfield in the first round and then they have a matchup with uh if they win if they come out of that they face the winner of Akron St. Vincent St. Mary and Cleveland John Hay which we know we've seen St. Vincent St. Mary a couple times this year they're they're a pretty good team as well they're Mm. the
1: real deal um St. V actually played Hovind Pretty close this year, yeah. so that that's no easy test. They have a very physical mm-hmm. run game. The other team I would say to watch out for is Walsh Jesuit, the yeah. the six seed. They're a tough team too. So I, a tough region. Yeah, um, I mean, the this
0: Fitch team has had high expectations for themselves all year long, and you know this is this is the start of that second season where you know if they're healthy enough, I think they could they could threaten some teams. But again, it's it's gonna I think it's gonna come down to uh, what Cam Smith can do in the backfield for Fitch. Um, so let's move on to Division Three, Region Nine, a region we have been excited for all season long.
2: Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. We have the top four teams all from the area: Campfield number two, Ursland number three, Cheney number four,
1: Ch- Cheney's five, Chaney's five, yeah, Cheney's five. The the five twelve scary
0: matchup. That's that's going to be just to give it a quick breakdown since we have a couple different teams in here. Um, Chardon is the number one seed at, at Eaton. Is that Eight and one. God, this type is too small. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chardon's uh, number one seed at eight and one. Akron East is, they play Akron East at 16. Um, Gates Mills Gilmer Academy is at eight. They play on number nine seed Geneva. And then you go into Huntington Valley University School at number four. They play on Chagrin Falls Kenston at number 13 and then you get the you get the number five versus the number 12 and cheney versus alliance we're going to get in that one in a second because that's going to be a very very exciting game i think then you get canfield the cardinals at number two they're going to take on new philadelphia at number 15 um Va- uh, valley christian academy at number seven they're going to take on uh, number 10 seed aurora and then you have the ursuline fighting irish at number three they're going to take on Number 14, team, 14 seed Gates Mills-Hawkins. Hawkins. Hawken, and then the last matchup of the bracket, Talmadge at number 6 versus Cleveland via Angela St. Joseph at number 11. Um, guys, we've talked about this uh, this region all year long. Um, Canfield, Ursuline, Chaney. Um, just kind of how do we think it broke down here?
2: Honestly, my first reaction was I thought Cheney got a little unlucky with their draw. Oh, yeah. Alliance... Alliance is a scary team with that with the offense and the points that they can put up. It's a scary team for any anybody to face in the playoffs, but Cheney is a team that hangs their hat on their defense, their physical defense, their fast defense, and you know, we've talked about the athletes that they have on the back end of the field, guys like DJ Waller, Jason Hewlett. I mean, honestly, on paper, you would think that based on what they have defensively that they match up well against what Alliance likes to do and throw the ball around, but you know, the, obviously, we have to play the game. And like I said, I I thought they kind of got unlucky with this draw. Alliance is a is a is a is a frightening team to play for them.
1: I actually think this this Cheney team's up for that task. Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I agree. 100. Um, the most points Cheney gave up all season was 30 to Ursuline, who, in my opinion, has the second best offense in the area. And other than that, nobody scored more than 17 on Chaney. So you're talking about a defense that really locks down, has some really good studs on the team, a a few D1 guys. I like Chaney probably by a couple scores. I'm going to say something along the lines of like 28 to 14. I I actually think this Chaney defense is going to – give alliance trouble
0: yeah you know when these brackets came out this one was kind of the one that caught my eyes most first just because you know we saw what alliance did against niles you know they i think the two teams combined for like 500 yards in the first half or something Mm -hmm. like that and then obviously they go up against a a tough team in west branch i think west branch beat them by two scores maybe 42
2: 35 i think was the final
0: 42 35 so about a touchdown um and when you, I mean, when the one thing about Cheney is, you know, I've said it all year long. As long as they take care of the ball, they're going to be in a good position because they have the ability to completely blow up a game with their big playability. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was at board, I was at the boardman game, and I think it was fourteen seven at half, something like that. And you know, midway through the third quarter, DJ Waller took a um, a kickoff for a touchdown. And then LeBron Donlow returned a interception for a touchdown, and then all of a sudden they're up three scores, and it's game over. So mm-hmm. the you know they have the they have that big
1: play ability to kind of you know put a, switch a game on its head mm-hmm. in the matter of a moment. I, I think the other key is get ahead early, force alliance to get one dimensional with the ball, and, and play to what you're good at because this Cheney defense is really really good against the pass, and, and I. I like I said I th- I think if you can build up a, a 14 21 point lead out of the gates you're going to you're going to be playing to your strengths the rest of the night yeah for sure
0: um let's go at
1: the bottom part of this bracket
0: uh, Canfield number 2 they go up against New Philadelphia who I believe they played this year already um they might have played early no no um so they might have played last maybe it was last year I was thinking of it um but this is I mean Canfield has been running rampant all year long. I think they're starting to hit their stride here late in the season. You know, I don't think it's any difficulty that we say they, they easily reach the district semis.
1: Just to tell you how tough that top five is, Canfield's last loss was to Cheney in September. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like you said, just a team that's playing really, really well. Um, their last three games have all been decided by at least 29 points. Yeah. So. Haven't necessarily run into a ton of competition since that Dover game on September 23rd, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think they're going to run into too much trouble this week. Yeah.
0: I mean, this is, this is a team that at the beginning of the season, Mike Pavlansky was like, you know, we kind of still have to find an identity because they lost so many skilled players from last year um, that they, you know, they weren't having coming back this year. So they needed to, you know, see the guys develop. Danny Inglis has become one of the guys in the backfield. Um, they got Ryan Schneider, Gavin Raman, Scotty Eaton. I mean, they got guys all over the field now that Brock Lowry is kind of has that trust in. And then you throw the U- Indiana University commit into the mix and, you know, the Cardinals are dangerous.
1: Yeah, um, for for sure. I and they play a good brand of football yeah. for this time mm-hmm. of year.
0: Yeah, especially when you have Mike Pavlianakis at the helm over there. Um, you know they're going to be dangerous here in the in the postseason. And then you go down to the bottom half of the bottom half of the bracket. Um, Ursuline, number three, they're going up against Gates Mills Hawkins uh, guys. You know we've seen the Fighting Irish kind of do damage all year long. Um, you know if they come out of that, they're going to play the winner of Talmage and Cleveland via St. Angela St. Joseph. Um we saw what Ursulin did to them earlier this year. Um, you know, I think it's it's realistic to look at this bracket and say, you know, we have Chardon as the number one seed, Cheney is the number five seed, Canfield as the number two seed, Ursulin as the number three seed, all in the final four.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it's out of question at yeah. all. I you're in fact you're potentially looking at an Ursulin Canfield semi on yeah. one side and Cheney chardon on the on other. other. I, that is a really fun district simp. Yeah, that, is, yeah, that is one semi.
2: matchup that I would be really, really excited for, Campfield versus Ursuline. Yeah, I mean, I think and, that's and the it would one. Honestly, it would honestly kind of complete the trio of, you know, which one of our local teams is the better D3 team. Because mm-hmm. we've seen Campfield play Chaney, Chaney yep. beat Campfield. We've seen Ursuline play Chaney, Ursuline beat Chaney, mm-hmm. and now Campfield will play Ursuline. It would kind of yep. complete that triumvirate, so mm-hmm. to speak
0: yeah i mean i I think that's what we've all been looking for all season long i mean that's i mean that's a I think this region is one of the most difficult regions in all of Division three and possibly all of you know high school football i mean you put that together. And it's nuts, I mean, all these guys have athletes, they all have you know good coaches at the helm and
1: everything like that, and you know it makes for a difficult region
2: and in case anybody didn't know, I'm pretty sure Chardon is the defending state champion, yeah, so. yeah, I mean and
1: a team Ursuline ran into a year ago that was yeah. Ursuline's first loss, I believe yeah. was a uh a thirty six twenty seven loss to Chardon and a game Ursuline probably should have won last year they had a lot of turnovers that night, so a little familiarity there, but I mean. The Hilltoppers are just the real deal. Yeah, I mean and, they, they've been the the thorn in Canfield side for the
0: past couple of years as well. So it's going to be interesting yeah, to they, see if Canfield's those two
2: lost to them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm, you know.
0: It's going to be interesting to see if those two meet up again um, in the district finals. But you know this is this is one of the regions that we got to keep an eye on just because of you know what it could turn into. And I think it's gonna it's definitely going to be exciting down the down the stretch here. Um, let's go into Division Three, Region Thirteen, where we have a ton of local teams. Four local teams. No, Division Four. Division Four. Sorry, I. You know, I. We started at Division Two, so I'm, I'm behind one here. Um, division Four, Region Thirteen. So we got at the top of the bracket, uh, West Branch team. We've talked about a lot this year. They're in our region. Or they're in our area. They're the number one seed at nine and one. They face number sixteen seed Magador Field, and then we have Struthers, another team we've been excited about. They're at number eight. They play Ashtabula-Edgewood at number 9. And then we go down to the bottom half of the bracket for some of our local teams where we got Salem at number 10 taking on number 7, Canton South. And then Gerard and Hubbard are going to rematch from earlier this season. Uh, Gerard got the 3 seed. Hubbard got the 14 seed. And at the bottom of the bracket, we got Jefferson Area at number 6 taking on Poland at number 11. Another interesting bracket. Let's start at the top here. West Branch. You guys, I've been high on West Branch all season long, and I don't think there's – I think they easily walk into the district finals in this region.
1: Yeah, I I don't see them facing too much of a threat until late in that that side of the bracket. Yeah.
2: Yeah, With that kind of an offense led by a quarterback like Drew DeCeals, you can pretty much kind of pencil them in. To that point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean that being said, I don't want to just like skip over Struthers because this is a team we've talked about a lot. They're on a um, a five game lo- a winning streak since starting off the season one and four, um, and the, it's an exciting team. We we've covered them the past couple of weeks. We talked to John Bayek. Um, just an exciting team to see at this stage of the game um, after the start they had.
1: Yeah, and kind of clicking at the right time, that that run game we've talked so much about is really firing right now. I think that's what makes them dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is if you can establish the run, hold on to the ball, keep the other team's offense off the field, you might surprise some people. Yeah. I, I still don't know if they have the the uh, firepower to match a West Branch team in the, the second round, but I certainly a, a fun little scenario if we get a West Branch Struthers Round two game.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was, I was talking to another sports editor today and he reached out to me and he was like, you know, that Al Grizzip kid is, is he their quarterback? I was like, you know, honestly, they kind of put him all over the place. I don't know if you, I don't know if you can categorize him as a quarterback. He runs the ball a lot. He throws it a little bit. He kicks PATs. He's outside as a wide receiver sometimes. He's kind of all over the place. So I don't know if you consider him in, a quarterback.
1: But in, in baseball, that's called the utility. Yeah, player. it's called the
0: utility guy. <laughs> um, he's a Swiss Army knife. Yes. In, in 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 the jack you know, of all trades yes. for, the, for the cats. Exactly. Uh, so he's he's been a guy to watch this year. I mean, he's he's been putting up big numbers. Um, exciting to see as well. Uh, let's get on to. This Canton South Salem, um, you know, Salem is a team that in the past year or two they kind of just like just little things towards the end of games have kind of mm. tripped them up. Um, last year, you know they they found themselves on the bad end of an ursuline juggernaut. Both but teams they, did, yeah. Ursland Me- beat
1: Canton South. To get yep. Salem
0: in the That's next true. round. That's true. Um, and, you know, Salem pushed him to the edge, didn't they? Wasn't that like a 14 2
1: score game? 54 35, I think, was the final, yeah. but it, it was within a score for a, a good chunk yeah. of the night. It, mm-hmm. was, it was pretty interesting. I
0: mean, when you have a guy like Jackson Johnson at the helm, mm-hmm. um, you know, running the offense over there in Salem, and he's, he's a record setter. Um, down there at Salem. I think he owns most of Salem's career and single-season records now, like rushing records, passing records, kind of all over the place. He's going to go down as one of the most storied um, individuals in Salem I just sports wanna, history.
1: I just want to say Canton South also has a kid on the all-star name team. Yeah. Uh, Poochie um, Snyder, Pucci is, Snyder. Yep. is back in the postseason. Mm-hmm. He's good good He's player quarterback. too I, he, no, he's, he's tough
0: quarterback. Mm-hmm. i remember him from last year uh i remember as soon as we saw his name we were like yeah i'll we yeah. name team
1: all that, name team it'll <laughs> that, be an interesting battle of quarterbacks in yeah. that that game too because he's not too different from how salem operates no. either so mm-hmm. it,
0: that'll be interesting it'll be it'll be a good matchup uh then we get down to the bottom part this is where we got a lot of our local teams um this gerard hubbard matchup I want to talk about a little bit because it's going to be a lot different from the first time these two teams met. Oh, yeah. Um, the first time they met, uh, the, Gerard, I think, was coming off of the first game without Nick Bengala, who had a broken collarbone. He's gone for the season. They put in Steven Sims. Steven <laughs> Sims goes off. I think he scored six total touchdowns, five total touchdowns. He had a receiving touchdown. A passing touchdown and rushing, passing and, rushing. and rushing, which I was that like trick. mind boggled. Um, but then the next game after that, he goes down with an injury. So Gerard's now on their third string quarterback. I, I'm not sure if Sims is
1: coming back or not, but I think that will play a huge um, factor in this game. And the bottom line is this: Brian Hoffman's a really good coach at Hubbard. They're not going to yeah, get despite, the doors, They're not going to get the doors blown off of them twice. Yeah. I, They'll be ready.
0: Yeah, despite them being the 14 seed, you can't you can't overlook the Eagles. Uh, that,
1: that is, for all, for all my whining about going to 16, that is a good 14 seed. Yeah. I, that'll be a good game.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a lot better than uh, the first time around, so mm-hmm. we'll kind of see how that goes. Then we go to Jefferson-Poland. You know, I think this is this game, you know, Jefferson's been strong this year. Poland has obviously had its ups and downs because of injuries and things of that nature. But I I think this is one game that you can't overlook. It's um, conference rivals. I yeah, mean, that's a Northeast mm-hmm. Eight game. Yeah. Poland I don't think Poland can be overlooked. Obviously Jefferson has their weapons. Grant Hitchcock is over there. He's one of their quarterbacks slash receivers that they switch back and forth and all that stuff. Um it's gonna be an I think it's gonna be an exciting one up in Jefferson.
1: Oh, and they met I th- in earlier this season. Earlier this year, um, Jefferson, it, it was down to Poland. Yeah. Jefferson was only up a touchdown going into the fourth. I mean, th- this will be a, another really hard-fought game, I would say.
0: So, um, I mean, just kind of looking at this bracket, obviously I think we picked West Branch to kind of come out at the top of it. What do we think is the district final for here? I mean, because I, I think the bottom half of this bracket is kind of a toss-up, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I anything could happen outside of West Branch. I mean, to be honest, I don't know a ton about – uh beaver but i i would err on the safe side given the injuries to gerard that you're probably looking at a one two Mm -hmm. uh region here but you never know yeah um
0: this is a question that
1: i do kind of want to ask you
0: because i haven't broached this subject yet and i don't know why it's not being talked about but can we consider west branch uh a state champion possibility. You know, we we we've thrown down, we've we've thrown around all these teams all season long. Fitch, South Range, Warren JFK. Should should West Branch be in that conversation?
1: I, I think so. I mean, th- there are some really good teams in that division, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, the the trouble is, I don't know what happens once West Branch kind of runs into one of these Cincinnati schools downstate if True. they make it yep. that far. I mean, because mm-hmm. that area is just. So good at football right now. Yeah. So I think I think they could get to that that major point. I don't know if they are equipped to win the whole thing.
2: Okay. I think they they sh- at this point right now you have to consider them favorites for the region. Mm-hmm. But I think once they come out of the region, they stand to run into Cle- Cleveland, a Glenville. Cleveland Glenville team that has absolutely just run reckless through their schedule. Something yeah. like five or six straight shutouts, putting up something like 45, 50 points a game. That's a team that historically has churned out some NFL names, some Division One college names. That's Honestly, that was a team that was on the verge of beating Ursuline in the playoffs last year, just as some sheer kind of fourth-quarter magic allowed the Irish to go. Cardiac drive. Irish. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of that.
1: The, the other team I would worry about is Cincinnati-Wyoming, who has one, two, three, four, five. Seven shutouts this year, by the way. So um, certainly they could get out of the region. I just really don't know if they're going to get by a Cleveland or a Cincinnati school that that's that good. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, it's going to be interesting, kind of see how that region plays out with all the local teams. You know, that was the region we saw Ursula knock off West Branch last year. Um, so we'll kind of see how it plays out. See if the Warriors have enough uh, to make a run. Uh, let's move to Division Five, Region Seventeen, guys. I got to ask you right off the top of the right off the top. Uh, you know, we got South Range in this bracket. We got Liberty in this bracket. We got Cardinal Mooney. We got Garfield with Kirtland out of the way. Is this South Range's <laughs> <is> year? Is <laughs> South Rangers. This, is,
2: this, this is South Range's region to lose, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, just. I don't see a whole lot of teams, I mean, even the local teams, I don't see really anybody that can challenge them outside of Sugar Creek Getaway.
1: I think Edison will give them a, a, a yeah. tough matchup in that semi. But, yeah, I, I don't think it will be until the last couple of games of the region that they're really going to get a, a serious test.
0: Mm-hmm i mean we have uh it's here towards the uh towards the rest of this bracket we have obviously we have garfield if garfield wins and south range wins we'll get a, a south range garfield uh quarter matchup which actually could be pretty interesting they kind of play the similar styles of ball um i mean obviously garfield runs that like kind of wing t offense type thing um that no one can really prepare for because you don't know how to, i mean when you don't run an offense like that how do you prepare for it to be honest
1: um so always interesting. So we'll see kind of how you know South Range plays out. But the the thing with South Range is they had that game with Struthers where they only won twenty three thirteen. Everyone was kind of like asking what's what's the matter with South Range? And I think that that was kind of the, the glass of cold I, water to the face they needed, and they have just beaten the crap out of people I, since then.
0: I talked to Ye- I talked to Coach Danny Eagley over there at South Range um, about two weeks after that game, and they had they beat, they beat Struthers by 10 points, I think it was 23 13. 23 13. And then they come out and they absolutely dominate two teams in a row i think it was poland they, they and beat, lakeview they beat poland 48 nothing and then gerard 56 yeah. to 12 and the gerard the gerard game was the big one for me i was like coach like you know what have you guys gone through like what i guess what happened like it seemed like you kind of had woken up a little bit and then he said exactly that he said struthers woke us up they showed us what we needed to improve on they showed us where we were lacking and it kind of you know put us in the right direction and they've been running rampant ever since um, so that's going to be an interesting uh, bracket. But I want to talk a little bit about Cardinal Mooney as well because, you know, this is a team that went 1-9 and last year, I believe, with their only win coming over Howland. Speaking of Howland, they're looking for a new head coach. Just kind of throw that in there right now. Um, Steve Boyle, or they opened up uh, the position, the head coaching position at, at Howland uh, later or earlier tonight. It's um, Thursday morning or Wednesday morning, Tuesday night. Um, but Cardinal Mooney, uh, 1-9 and a year ago four and six this year. They technically should be five and five. They had to, you know, give up a, a win earlier this year with a, an ineligible player in, in um, a game. They would have won anyway. Yeah. In a game they would have won anyway. Uh, they take on 10 and no Richmond Edison, who's number four seed. Can we completely count out Cardo Mooney here
1: in no. this first round yeah. with the way they play defense? No, you absolutely cannot count them out. That is in my opinion, probably the most dangerous 13 seed in yeah. the state. I mm-hmm. mean, Carl Pellini's got them on the the right track. Like I said, defense has kind of been the specialty, and when that offense is rolling, when they when they can run the ball, mm-hmm. they are in really tough to stop. I mean, yeah. it, it all comes down to whether or not the the ground game can open up what Ashton O'Brien needs to do in the air. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw them against Steubenville, and it was you know they, I think they were just a couple big plays away from being in a really close game. I mean, Steubenville. <laughs> Three of their four touchdowns were I think fifty plus yards, forty plus yards, something like that. They were in and they controlled the game through the first couple through the first quarter or so um, until Steubenville kind of blew it open a little bit. But not a team we can overlook.
2: I mean, last week they were just they were literally the entire game just one play away from from beating Ursuline. I mean, from beating their old rival for the first time in four years. So you know what we've seen from Mooney, what hurt them in that game is turnovers and I believe turnovers were something that hurt them against Dupinville as well. If they can keep that down, cut down on turnovers, Carl Pelini says his defense likes to create turnovers. If they can mm-hmm. have a positive turnover margin, you'd like to think that they have a chance uh, in any game there.
1: I think the other key is whether or not Jamar Howell plays. Did he play against Ursuline? He played. He did not play any of he the first half against
2: Ursuline. Came in for a handful of snaps, had two yeah. carries for like six yards or something. Yeah,
1: same, same thing happened against Steubenville. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of been the key. He he only played the second half against Warren Harding and went for like 108 yards in the third yeah. quarter alone. Mm-hmm. But I think if he's healthy and they can get him established out of the gates – you're you're probably looking at an upset because I I'm really high on this Mooney defense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to kind of see what they do, but I think this is uh, this is South Range's region to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm hoping for the best for Danny Eagley and the Raiders. Uh, let's go to Division Six. Another interesting one. Kirtland is obviously dropped from Division Five to Division Six. They are ten and zero and ranks number one in Region Twenty One. Uh, We've got a couple local teams here.
1: Do you you think Dan Yeagley threw a party when Kirtland was informed (laughs) he was dropping (laughs) to Division 6?
0: I bet he he texted the coaching staff and said, hey, we're going to the bar. (laughs) Wrote him a
2: goodbye card. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, get a couple shots. Yeah, Yeah. Don't
0: don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, I bet bet he was very excited um, when Kirtland dropped down because they've been uh, literally a thorn in uh, South Rangers' side for the past few years. Um, I think they're... South Range's only losses in the past three years, I think. Yeah, so South Range hasn't lost in the regular season. They've, I think, Kirtland has knocked
1: them out the past three mm-hmm. years, which is wild. I, they're the real deal. Yeah, I, no,
0: they. I mean, they're ten and zero again I, this I'm year. I'm picking them to win
1: Division Six this year. Yep. So,
2: I mean, I think something like going into the, I think, state championship game last year was the first loss and something like. Five or six years? Something like they that, They've won yeah. something like four or five straight state titles?
1: Here, here's a question for you, speaking of teams like Kirtland. Should they be allowed to opt into a division higher, so, like, like you see in Pennsylvania?
0: Yeah, so that's what I was going to bring up. Is Pensil- well, Pennsylvania doesn't um, – I don't know if they, they allow teams to opt up. They do. But – they d- they do. But I thought it was. I thought it was that you were forced to go
1: up. No, you you also can write. And, oh yeah, because re- well, and, Al- Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and request that you do move beyond your yeah. enrollment numbers. But once you do, I think you have to stay there. You can't move back. Like out. you can't just cherry pick which years you go up yeah, and down. Like there's like a four year period, you have to stay.
0: Yeah, because Aliquippa has been. They played up two classes for. It, as Forever. long as long as I can remember, and they went to like ten straight whipfield title games, um, and you know when they were forced to move up to four A, they wanted to drop <laughs> down, and they you know it was a whole uh, that was an know, ordeal. It was a whole ordeal, and so yeah, but I I think that would be an interesting. There there are a lot of things that I've seen from other states that should that be implemented. I here. would like to see here. Um, the big thing I think Ohio technically has an open enrollment, correct? They have open enrollment. Ohio has I open enrollment, right? I think
1: so. I'm not a good one to ask on this. Because Arizona has
0: – you know, I was out in Arizona for a couple of years. And Arizona has open enrollment. So you can – you going from middle school to high school, you can pick anywhere you want to go to high school. But if you transfer from that high school to another high school after that first year, you have to sit out a certain amount of games. And if you do it again, you have to sit out a whole year. And I think it's just an interesting way to curb – um, recruitment and stuff like that. From
1: the Ohio Department of Education, every spring each school district in Ohio may choose whether or not to accept students through open mm-hmm. enrollment for the mm-hmm. next school year. So, yeah. yes. Yes.
0: I, I mean, I I kind of like that th- like that approach. Um, obviously, there's recruitment that always goes on. It there's happens. recruitment that goes on anyway. Yeah, it happens. Um, but, yeah, interesting. All right. Let's get back to Division 6 here. <laughs> so, sorry. No, I didn't mean to no, get us off track.
1: I just think if – Given no, the I opportunity, yeah. I bet
0: Kirtland would have stayed oh, at Division Five. 100%. I think there's a lot of teams that would play up if they if they had the opportunity. Oh one hundred percent. I mean, look at Harding. I bet you Harding would play up if they were given the opportunity. No. You don't think so? No. I mean they've I just they've always wanted to beat division one, so I, you know, I don't know. I don't um all right. <laughs> awkward silence
2: i'll provide the segue how about, <laughs> how about a potential kirtland brookfield regional yeah. semifinal? final
0: so i i talked about this earlier um on the 21 wfmj um, roundtable we did earlier tonight and you know i i think a lot of people have forgotten about Brookfield this year. I mean, they lost to Ursuline in week one, and I think everyone kind of counted them out after that, and they've quietly gone undefeated and to win nine straight. Oh, that. I
1: think <laughs> there's no quiet about it. They're smoking people yeah. since then.
0: Um, and, you know, the one thing, I was out talking to Randy Clark earlier this week, or not this week, last week, um, for a story, because, you know, after Ursuline, they made a lot of changes. They moved Aiden Jones from running back to wide receiver. Um, they made a couple other, you know, tweaks and everything like that. I think Randy Clark has a couple tricks up his sleeve as we head into the playoffs, and I think they're going to get to that that district semifinal. And
1: I think it, they it could, could be a game. I think it, it could, could be, be a game. game. The the thing, and it was the thing we worried about early on. Can they rein it in? Sometimes yeah. I think mm-hmm. that Brookfield team it plays with an edge. Yeah. You like mm-hmm. it? They play with a a big edge. Yeah, and sometimes they get a little. Out of control, but all the talent in the world to make something happen. Here, here's one for you. They beat Springfield Week two, 27 to fourteen, and yeah. that has been their closest game since. Yeah. Every other win has been by twenty-one plus, and most have been by thirty.
0: And I, I've talked to Randy when I was out talk, talking to Randy Clark. He said, you know, some of these games they haven't had Connor Heater, who's their best line. Or there's best, he's their best lineman. They've been dealing with a couple other injuries kind of throughout the season, so they've had that success without a couple of their key guys at times, and they're heading into the playoffs fully healthy. I mean, Donovan Pulowski had a little leg injury against Garfield, which was wild because, you know, Randy Clark was telling Donovan – not to run the ball at all so he would have a wide open pocket and a wide open field in front of him and randy clark would tell him to throw it away and he still threw for five touchdowns and like 250 yards
1: the the litmus test i i figured they'd have obviously was ursuline and then late in the season they got garfield in garrettsville and beat them by 21 yeah. I, and that's a good garfield team mm-hmm. so i as dangerous of a team as as there probably is in, in
0: that I, region. Yeah, I think that um, they're the team to watch just given the situation, given the improvements they've made. Um, you know, I, I mean, I've kind of been high and bullish on Brookfield all season long, so I'm excited to see kind of what they can do. Uh, we look at this bottom half of this bracket uh, Mineral Ridge finished at number 10. They take on Canton Central Catholic, which I think is a, that's that, a draw. That's a really tough draw for Mineral Ridge, a team that's gone 8 and 2. And they're they're in the playoffs for the first time in a couple of years, um, but they've been you know having a great year with Tristan Valley at quarterback and Ian Erb in the backfield and Nathan Roorman They got guys all over the field.
1: Um, it's just a matter of you know if they can pull it off. And
0: you know I wouldn't count them out in that first
1: round matchup. No, not not at all. And before we skip by them, how about Valley Christian? Yeah,
0: the three yeah. Seed. They were the next team that I was going to go to the here. I mean, nine and and0. Oh. They finished the season at nine and 0 oh. They lost their last game. Um, due to, to some competition issues with, I think
1: it was East, pa- East let, Palestine. Let, let's clarify. it. Lost the last game, as in it was dropped from the schedule. Yes, they did yes. not lose yes. to no, anybody no, this no, year. No, they
0: didn't lose, but they...
2: The game was canceled. They, yeah, yeah, the the game, g- yeah, the game was called off.
0: Yes. Um, there are... You know, I think the the question surrounding them all season long was the competition that they play.
1: It's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a
0: fair question. And mm-hmm. I think the past two weeks or the last like two out of the three weeks that they played, they played Southern, which is a very tough, very game. tough team, and, and Wellsville. Then they, and then they played. They came back against Wellsville, both facing, on the road. Yeah, Face some adversity, and they were able to. <laughs> I think one of the videos that we saw it was going around social media or something like that that we saw Andy Hake afterwards. He. He was asked what the key to the game was, and he said, you know, we wanted to come out and we wanted to hit. We wanted to, you know, we wanted to be violent. We wanted to knock teams around. And, you know, with with all the skill players they have, to be able to show them that they they still have some strength and they're not afraid, I think that's going to be a key for the Eagles in the playoffs.
1: Smaller book field to a degree. Just, just yeah. kind of the mentality? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I
0: mean, I think they, they have that, that edge to them where they kind of like to talk trash a little bit. And, I mean, when you have a guy like Andy Hake at the helm, um, you know, you're going to have a little edge to how you play. And and you're going you to want to be it's physical. It's a good thing. I mean, yeah. that, that no, I kind of program
1: you. needs that kind mm-hmm. of mentality.
0: Yep. Um, so it's going to be interesting to kind of see. But, I mean, they in the bottom half of that bracket, they got Magador at number two.
2: I mean, we talk a lot about, you know, how – we like Brookfield, we like Valley Christian, and we've seen what they've done this season with the results. The only problem is the two top seeds in that region are two absolute juggernauts, powers, juggernauts. Juggernauts Juggernauts. juggernauts. juggernauts Margadall and Kirtland. I mean I think any any laysman who, who knows high high school football in the state of Ohio knows what those two programs are and probably and I mean, deservedly so probably have that penciled in as the regional final. But I mean, we'd like to think one of maybe Brookfield or Valley Christian could, you know, maybe sneak in there, get a knockout win. I mean, how how big would that be for both programs if they're able to pull that off?
0: It would be big for Youngstown football in general, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I mean, when you have a team like Brookfield, who's got athletes all over the field taking down a team like Kirtland, I mean, a, a team that has knocked off a team like South Range the You, you would years. make state news. Yeah, it would. It would be big. Um, so, you know, obviously Region 21 is going to be exciting to watch. Let's go down to Region 25, Division 7, guys. This is, the, this is our last bracket, last region, and it's probably one of the most exciting
1: ones. In, in the other division, we do have Jackson Milton in the yeah. 13-4 game. with yeah. Dalton, very tough draw. But anyway, back very, to Division very, 7.
0: Very tough draw. <laughs> um, so we the Warren JFK leads off the bracket. They're at number one. They've been number one all season long. Uh, you drop down to that 8-9 matchup, two more of our local teams, Springfield to 8. Vienna Matthews at 9, going to be an interesting matchup. Drop down a little more. We got undefeated Lowellville at number 2. They take on Steubenville Central Catholic. Um, then towards the bottom of the bracket, you got Toronto at 7, Lucas at 10, Danville at 3, Wyndham at 14, Hillsdale at 6, and then uh, Cotton, oh, Con- Connie. <laughs> Conna- Connaughton Valley at number eleven. I butchered that. I can't pronounce some of these. Connaughton. Teams. Connaughton. <laughs> number eleven. I apologize. Uh, you know, guys, we we we've talked about JFK all season long. We talked about him a lot last year. Obviously, I think this team arguably is better
1: than what they were last year. I think they're clicking better. Yeah. yeah. I I on paper maybe one mm-hmm. is better than the other, but yeah, I mean a very very good JFK team. I'm actually really excited for that second round. Yeah, me too. Potential matchup. Between JFK like, and, and, and Springfield, Springfield mm-hmm. I, not to write Matthews off, oh, but yeah. I think Springfield is the favorite there. Mm-hmm. I think JFK Springfield could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean it, JFK or Springfield's a team that lost their first
0: four games of the season. They're on a six-game winning streak. They've kind of settled in. You know, Sean Guerrero. I've talked to him a couple times this year. He said that you know the one thing he wanted to, to work on was making sure that we were ready for week for week eleven. We wanted to use the first ten weeks of the season to be ready for week eleven, and I think they've they've been able to do that and you know this they've also overcome a little bit bit of a little bit of adversity they lost Kason Kosick, who was one of their top players but ryan carcelli has stepped up in the backfield and he's on fire this year as a running Mm back um shondell gardner has been their one of their go-to guys but dylan shealy has also established himself and then colton rourke you know, he's, he had really, really, really big shoes to fill, and he's kind of settling in as the mm-hmm. year has gone on. Um, you know, kind of n- not exactly he, – he's establishing
1: his own legacy rather than looming up to the one of guard. Yeah, for sure. And, and the other thing I would say is one of JFK's kind of built-in advantages, I guess, is just how often they've been there over the past few years. Uh, Springfield's been around the block. I mean, that's a team that is only a few years removed from a state title appearance too. So I – you're talking about two programs that have made a name for themselves recently and and I just think that game could really live up to its billing.
2: I mean we talk about i mean you mentioned earlier about how you think this year's j f k team is better than last year I, I i would kind of agree with that. they're two very different teams their kind of their strengths and weaknesses are are different from one another. Last year's team is very run heavy very run heavy behind a very veteran offensive line. I think this year's team, uh, the defense is a little stronger on the back end. Plus, they have a little bit more option on offense with what they can do. They have, they have more guys they can put in the backfield. They have a little more of an ability to throw the ball as well than they did last year, and
1: and I think that makes them more dangerous. And right. what I think that all boils down to, they've got more speed this year. Yeah, I, yeah. and Don Prologo hasn't been shy about saying it because he's not a shy person. Uh, they, they've got some athletes out yeah. on the edges. That's a team. They have some young athletes. Yeah, too. and a line that still is punching people in the mouth. Yeah. So, uh, a very I think it's JFK's region to lose, yeah. but that second-round game, and then the round after with uh, Southern Local mm-hmm. could be really fun. Yeah. Um, let's look to the bottom part of this bracket with Louisville, um,
0: the, the last local team outside of Matthews and uh, Wyndham. But I think just looking at this, I think Lowellville has – <laughs> Louisville might have an easier route to the, yeah, to the yes. district finals.
2: <laughs> I don't really see – I mean, with with what Louisville is able to do offensively, with the weapons that they have, and a, and a quarterback like Vinnie Ballone, I don't yeah. see necessarily a team in that half the bracket that could maybe present that much of a challenge for them. Honestly, I think the the challenges for Louisville are all in the upper half of the bracket. Once yep. once they get to the regional, if they get to the regional final, a, a physical physical team like Southern, obviously, has yes. A Springfield team that's been there, done that, and of course, you know the region favorites in JFK. Yeah,
0: um, I mean, there there was one thing that was broached, uh, a question that was broached earlier tonight. Um, was you know Lowellville's to obviously going to play the first two rounds at home because they're the high seed, but then they're they're playing they're playing all of these teams like out of market, out of like you know mm-hmm. away teams. Mm-hmm. Do you think they kind of benefit from that, that, you know, maybe not knowing what Lowellville can do or how to attack them or any, obviously they're going to get film and things of that nature, but I mean, just having the ability to not really know who Lowellville is because they're kind of coming out of nowhere in a way.
1: No, I maybe to a degree. I I think it's pretty apparent what Lowellville yeah. is and what mm-hmm. Lowellville tries to do. Um, I actually think their second round game with Toron- assuming yeah. Toronto, assuming Toronto,
0: that's what, yeah, we were talking, I was talking to Dana about that as well.
1: Um, mm-hmm. I think Toronto plays the kind of ball that Louisville might run into something. That's a team with three really good ball carriers, Mm -hmm. maybe ground that game down. And we've seen at times this year with the way Louisville plays offense, they'll maybe sputter for a couple drives. Mm -hmm. If you fall behind during that span and the other team's just chewing clock, yeah. You might not have time.
0: I mean, you, you saw it a little bit against Mineral Ridge, how they kind of chewed up the clock. They just couldn't finish in the mm. end. If you get a team that can
1: finish those drives and everything like that, it's dangerous you, for the you're Rockets. In, you're going to be in for a, a rough ride. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not predicting they're going to lose. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying. I just think Toronto we'll is, is, the, a, is a, the kind of team yeah. that really could give them a game. Yeah.
2: I mean, you think Toronto is their second round matchup. I think Lucas is their kind of, uh, yeah. my, is their mind in this, in this half because Lucas is a team that has, you know, like, like Springfield and JFK, mm-hmm. a lot of past pedigree. They've got a lot of history. They've been there, done that. They've made playoff runs. And, you know, the their record is four and six, but I think a lot of their schedule has, they've played up. Uh, a yeah, lot of games. I mean, yeah. For,
1: for example, they played Mogador and only lost eighteen to fourteen. Yeah. That's really good, Magador team. That
2: Lucas team, you know that 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 ten seed, that four and six record is a little deceiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you know,
1: I would not want Louisville's seven ten matchup either way. It yeah, is mm-hmm. a very fair statement. All right. Um, well, guys, uh, I mean, just kind of
0: close out this episode. obviously, games start this weekend on Friday, um seven o'clock, most places around the area. uh all right, who are your do we have any teams in the area that could be state champions this year? Who do you think have the best odds?
2: I think we'll close it we, out with that. We, we started at the beginning of the year. I think j f k is a team that we could see get to Canton in December. Um, South Range is another one, but right now JFK would be my pick right now in Division Seven.
1: Neil copied my homework.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna personally, personally for me, I think this is the team of destiny for South Range. I think yeah. this is the year. Kirtland's out of the way. Yeah, to, I think this is the year.
1: Yeah, you you removed South Range's yeah. biggest and possibly only roadblock. I mean, we just don't know what yeah. they'll do downstate because yeah. they they haven't gotten there yet. but yeah. I.
2: But we really want to see them what they get out of the region for the first time, get to the state level, and let's give them a chance to get on the field with some of these other teams from mm-hmm. across the state. See what the, see, how they match up, see how they do and Who knows? You know, we could have. You know, I said JFK is my favorite state champion. South Wayne could be yeah. right there as well.
1: Mm-hmm. I think those are probably your your yeah. best two bets. However, I mean, not to write anybody else off, I think some of those Division three schools, Canfield, Ursuline, Cheney, Could make a run. C- could make mm-hmm. a run. I think of those three, I personally would say Ursuline's probably your best bet to, yeah. to do that, but Division three is tough. Yeah, all, all around. Uh, well, guys, it's going
0: to be another interesting postseason. Uh, surprisingly enough, the regular season is over. It went by quick. I think this is the. Uh, the earliest it's ever ended the regular season um so we got
1: because uh, yeah, we had to expand to 16
0: teams yeah uh so we got we got a six wing tournament tournament from here on out um hopefully we can see a couple teams in canton when it when it comes to the end uh but this is all we have for tonight uh we'll see you on the sidelines on friday uh thanks for joining us for another episode until then on the sidelines